Welcome to the Inspired Peak Performance Flowcast. Drop in as we dive deep into the epic moments of high performance from around the world, where we aim to unlock the valuable insights into their vision and the strategies applied in the pursuit of their own version of greatness. We'll discuss the experiences that led them there and what state they were in when they arrived. I'm your host, Paul Price, and this is The Flowcast. This week, I got the pleasure to interview two of the busiest people I've ever met. They are a power couple who work for months without a day off and use flow to stay in love with their job and not burn out. Aaron Spear and Jade Weller are startup business coaches who help people succeed in their startups. They have built a community of creative entrepreneurs who have businesses ranging from e-commerce products, beauty businesses, service businesses, and transformational coaching. In this episode, we cover how getting into flow carries them through their coaching sessions and how they feel like they never work a day in their life. If you'd like more details about Aaron and Jade Startup Business Coaching, you can check out jadestart.com. That is J-A-D-E-S-T-A-R-T.com. If you'd like to learn more about Inspired Peak Performance, check us out at inspiredpeakperformance.com. If you found yourself getting some value out of this episode, please subscribe and feel free to share it around. Strap in as we dive deep into the purpose, flow, and the world of business coaching. Guys, Aaron Spear and Jade Weller, welcome to the Flowcast. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's such a cool name for a, for a podcast, awesome the Flowcast. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we know quite a bit about each other and, um, you know, that I'm heavily into the flow coaching and the, and the flow science and that's what I'm studying and learning and, and helping my uh, clients with and, and trying to develop some new programs around that. So, and in thinking about starting a podcast and that idea came from being involved with uh, with your programs. So, so you guys are part and parcel of this moment coming to a fruition so but the idea around the flowcast was that you know well i've got a few questions that i do want to ask you i'm hopeful that we get into flow having a great conversation and uh learning more about what we can uh we just let it flow listeners and just let it flow we'll just go with the flow but yeah but i I love the name myself so i thought (laughs) it's really cool flowy yeah it is but look you know i don't want to uh introduce you guys and 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 you know, we'll sort of talk about it through the intro, but Jade, let's start with you and let's talk a bit about what you've got going on because you have a crap load going on. Like you're probably <laughs> the busiest person, the busiest person I've ever met in my life that it's doesn't true. ever seem busy. So, so talk us through your uh, Jade Start programs, working at PwC and the yeah. plethora of uh, things you've got going on. So actually, yeah, you're right. I do have a lot going on. I have a full-time job at PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers. I work in their corporate restructuring and insolvency team, which is essentially the team that tries to save businesses that are failing. And if we can't save them, then we'll wind them up and do what we need to do to uh, dismantle the business. So I do that full-time Monday to Friday. Um, I also have my husband and I have Jade Start, which we work in uh, on the side as well. But that's kind of nearly a full-time job in itself as well. It is a full-time job. <laughs> coaching Absolutely. in the mornings and I do a lot of my one-on-one clients first thing in the morning and then we do all of our coaching in the evenings for our students um, on weekends and stuff like that. Plus, I'm also studying to become a chartered accountant. So I've got a year and a half to go. I've finished my undergrad and I'm about to start yeah. the postgrad program. Uh, in, I'm actually going to start that in January. So, yeah, a lot on the go, wow. plus what we do, we try and have a day or half a day off on the weekend together as well. So. But we love we love what we do, so yeah. it doesn't feel like we, we work. No. Like, it, particularly with what we do with the startup coaching, like yeah. we just we absolutely love it. Yeah. We were laying in bed last night and we just finished a coaching call and we were watching some personal development on, on TV and we had the bulldog on the bed and everything yeah. like that and I just turned around to Jay and I said, I'm just so happy right now because I'm just doing what I love and living through my purpose and both Jade and I do that. We'll finish the coaching calls and we're just beaming full of energy and yeah, probably what you exactly what you would call flow state, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's um, it's it's a powerful feeling and that energy is huge. And uh, yeah, so so Aaron, let's let's um dig into what you're up to at the moment. You've got expert confidential, yeah, and you're uh, 
website builder extraordinaire as of, <laughs> as of the last few weeks. For well, I wouldn't the start stuff, but, um, but let's, let's, let's talk a bit about what you've got going on. I wouldn't publicize the website thing because I just do it for myself and I don't want any more <laughs> to do. But the, um, so I, uh, I'm a startup business coach and I also deal with corporate clients. And I work with the corporate clients in a, in a business that I own um, called Expert Confidential, which is about uh, showing them how they can develop their business, win new clients. So it's all business development. The um, working with Jade in Jade Start for uh, the startup business coaching is is so highly passionate for me. It's um, it's where I really come to life, and I think it's because um, I enjoy dealing with the corporate clients because that's my background. I've got a long career in the corporate world, about eighteen years, mm-hmm. and so it was just a natural transition to be able to work with those clients initially. Um, I love working with the startups because there's just something about startup culture that. It is just an energy around it and the people that turn up and they're, they're underdogs and they're, they're really wanting to go for it. And so we just really get in and, and I get behind them and, and work with those guys super hard as you've, as you've experienced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's uh, what you guys have got going on and the energy you bring to the table is, is quite phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. um, you, know, you know, going through one of the programs, um, the launch pad was, was, was quite awesome. It opened my eyes up to a lot of different things. And, you're slowly unwinding and unpacking all the, the, the things you learn. It's, it mm. takes a bit of time, but, but you guys make it um, really fun and enjoyable and, and, and simplify things really well. So On yeah. that point about the energy, you know how you said you guys could give so much energy? It's funny, like Aaron is quite an extrovert by nature. He thrives off of being able to be in front of people, speak, present, um, coach, all of that kind of stuff. I get my energy from being in flow because I actually have, am a little bit more introverted. So I leave sometimes the coaching calls feeling drained, but in the moment have this untapped amount, like this everlasting amount of energy. So yeah. it's really interesting even thinking about using flow state to give you energy if you're quite introverted as well. No, on that energy, like when you are at that fatigue. So if you think about a sporting competition or uh, team competition, Super Bowl, grand final, you know, big, uh, even tennis, individual sports. And you've got athletes that are going hammer and tong at it, like all mm-hmm. throughout the whole process of the competition. And at the end of it, because they've just given everything, you know, you think about the fatigue levels that mm-hmm. these guys would have. But yet when you win that, when you win that competition, people are jumping around especially in team sports, everyone's jumping on top of each other. All of a sudden, you've got this abundance of extra energy. There's mm. an advantage. But yet you've untapped your physical, you're depleted physically. And the losing team are on the ground, collapsed, mm. yeah. just in agony, you know, mentally and physically, but physically drained where they can barely pick themselves up off the, off the ground. Mm. But yet the same output has been given by the winning mm. um, team but yet they've got this abundance of energy to jump around and celebrate that mm. will last for at the, the night, potentially the next day, potentially the next week. Wow. And that's not a physical, that's not just sort of a, a, an extra storage of physical energy. That's a mental energy. That's your dopamine kicking in, that spike of that reward chemicals mm. and all that flow coming back into the system and like mm. doing that, right? Mm. So if you, if you do, you know, especially when, you know, if you're coaching in the evenings and things like that, if you find yourself a bit tired from the day or a bit drained, mm. like having a, a protocol to help trigger a flow state will help spike that energy. But because you're so passionate about it, it's, it's heavily directed to your purpose and that, mm. that big North star that you guys have, that's going to intrinsically motivate you naturally and just oh, fuel that fire. Mm. And then once you get in, it's like, oh, man, I really struggle for energy tonight. And then once that call starts and you drop in, mm. it's like, boom, it's game on. And you do have that abundance of energy. And it's, yeah. it's so powerful and it's, and it's, and it's crazy. So I'm glad you sort of resonate yeah. with that. And yeah. How many people have we put through the courses this year in our startup programs? Over uh, 300? Over 300, yeah. We're about probably 340, 350 nearly. Yeah, it'll be about that. So around, say, call it 340 in the last six people months. in the last six months that we've wow. put through uh, because what are we now, September? Mm. So call it, yeah, and we started going Maybe about March, April. About March, yeah. So about in six months, we've put 340 people through the startup program and we've seen patterns. Like we have seen the people who can tap into flow state. Mm. We've seen people who know how to align with their higher purpose so they get a, a de- almost like a 
divine calling that you can tell that they're guided by a higher purpose that is just leading them towards success. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing all the different business ideas that are coming through from the different startups. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the people that have got half a foot into one idea and half a foot into the other. But we've also seen the people who are just immersing themselves into the things that light them up and give them energy mm-hmm. and how they can tap into that flow state. And they are just they are just eclipsing all of the other students by, by like, multiples mm-hmm. and, and we've seen this so we're talking about like getting into flow particularly around business well like I think we're living proof Jade of being able to, to like be testimony of seeing patterns in people mm-hmm. in regards to success and being able to tap into a state of flow in mm-hmm. business in yeah. business for sure yeah. accelerated level of productivity you know we've, yeah. it's well documented mm-hmm. um, you know flow state will increase your productivity from up to about 500 percent so mm. you know and, and Stephen Kotler will often say you know if you you could wake up Monday spend the whole day in flow and take the rest of the week week off and and, and be as productive as your competition mm. spend two days in flow and then you've mm. doubled what you you know you've you've beaten your competition yeah and double the amount what you can produce in that period of time so it's powerful one of the patterns we've actually noticed is Aaron and I use the power of connection to drop people into flow state. So having done the program yourself, you know that there's a module that's really heavily based on connection, which is the storytelling module. And we find by the beginning of the course, everybody's just starting to meet each other, get to know each other. And it's not till maybe week three, week four, when people have started to get familiar with the faces on the call, they've really started to let their guard down chemical sorry that chemical release of oxytocin where people are starting to feel that connection with one another the energy level starts to rise people start to drop into flow and like we'll find in the group chats they'll start to go off for days later because everybody's just amped up and excited and pumped yeah yeah yeah. i mean and uh, yeah again well documented group flow is is extremely more powerful than that individual flow as well so when you bring that sort of collectiveness together it's it's really Mm. it's it's impactful and powerful but um, so just on that, and that was one of the things I wanted to chat to you guys about today on storytelling and the, the, the impact it has, not just from a, um, a neurochemistry type response, but, um, you know, you, you guys actually talk through that in, in one of the modules about how powerful stories are. Mm. And, and so what impact does that have on people, one, telling the story, two, listening to the story, and then the overall impact that it has on business their business and their their motivation to to push that a little bit extra and lean into that fear a bit more and keep going Mm. so the person that is telling the story if they are true to themselves and they're aligning with their higher purpose they will drop into a state of flow pretty quickly and a lot of people kind come to me and say hey can you give me a hand with public speaking Uh, which i did a bit in my corporate job as well too and Mm. still do a bit now um, and I just said to them, look, I said, you don't need a hand with public speaking. You just need to find a topic that you're highly passionate about and get yeah. up on stage and talk. Because I can tell you right now, if you're trying to give a deliberate thesis about the, the evolution of man and it's not your jam, but surfing's your thing, and I can give you a stage and a microphone, you can jump up and talk about surfing until the, until the cows come home, and you won't even think about what the, what the crowd is doing, whether it's 10 people or 10,000 people. And that is the, that is the honest truth. People that are out there paying for public speaking with coaching and stuff like that don't need to. They just need to align with their purpose and find something that they, that lights them up with energy. Mm. And it's the same thing when you're tapping into flow. And on the flip side, when you're having a look at the audience, on the, the, the ears, so we've talked about the lips, let's talk about the ears now. The ears are able to, to see someone that's in flow, that's aligning to their higher purpose. And what that translates to is authenticity and honesty and truth. And people will receive those those messages in their ears a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all sorts of things that's happened. Jade just touched on it. So oxytocin will be re- released in the people who are hearing it, yeah. um, which is a really powerful feel-good chemical in the brain, which is all about love. It's all about connection. Yeah. You've probably heard that saying, head over heels in love, mm-hmm. madly in love. Oxytocin makes us do crazy, crazy things. Yeah. So it is. And we're both so married powerful. now. So. Yes. 
Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> Something else that's been really interesting in observing the whole storytelling and people speaking versus people listening is you, like you often speak about the struggle you have to go to before you can drop into flow. Some of the stories we've heard through the course, like you would not wish on your worst enemy what some of these people have been through, just horrendous, horrendous stories. Mm. And you can feel the internal struggle of do I tell my story or do I keep it to myself? And, like, that struggle starts to come, the tears start to well up. And it's almost like people who are listening appreciate how hard that struggle is because they've got their own story that they're about to tell and about to go through that same struggle. So it captivates their attention and they probably drop in, the people listening probably drop into flow at the same time as the people speaking because they're going on the same journey with them yeah. just by feeling that internal struggle themselves with their own story. Yeah, mm. just that connection of, of, yeah. of relating it to their own, yeah. contextualising it the, mm. to their own situation and circumstances. Mm. I wanted to ask you a question, if it's all right, Paul, about storytelling as well too that I had for you, which was, You've, you've spoken to me because we've talked about flow a couple of times, particularly the, the mountain bike ride that we went on where we went for a walk. The mountain we, bike <laughs> walk ride. When we, when we ride walk. So we, we, were, we were cruising down the hill and then yeah. boom, the, the tyres popped and then all of a sudden we were walking our bikes back through the hot sun and I think it was super hot, super humid, sweating bullets and we started talking about flow, we started talking about brain chemistry and the, the walk, which was half an hour walk in front of us, Felt like five minutes, didn't it? So Absolutely. we'd actually dropped into flow there. But that's another side topic. I, I digress. Let me come back to what I wanted to ask you, which yeah. was in regards to storytelling, because it's quite a big component of what we do with our coaching, Is it? are we seeing our students drop into flow state, the ones that are telling, particularly with the hard conversations that they're talking about, which might have been negative experiences or positive experiences in their past, is the 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 challenge or the the friction that's being created is that the thing that's creating the flow state just like what happens in athletes so so on the front end so the reason why i talk about that struggle factor quite often because you know there's a there's a, uh, a flow cycle right and the flow cycle is there's a struggle phase there's a release phase then you get flow mm. and then there's recovery because mm. flow is a very taxing um state on mm. your your physiology and your and your mm. neurobiology so you need to have really good active recovery protocols in place if you're constantly accessing flow especially um, and there's a very dark side to flow as well which um, which is you know um, something to be aware of and and have these processes and protocols in place to avoid but the struggle the struggle part is that thing that 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 anxiety. So that's your neuroepinephrine, like mm. kicking, flooding into the system, going, "I'm not sure about this," mm. um, and um, and it, which is funny, you know, it mixes with one of the other most potent chemicals in our system. Once those two things come together, we're either going to say that I'm excited. It's the same thing when we just get excited about I'm going to buy a new car or I'm going to get this thing or this happened to me or I'm falling in love with all these excitement. The same things happen inside of us as when we feel nervous or fear or anxious or any of those things that we perceive to be negative. So the only defining factor between those two things being perceived is what we believe mm. it to be, you know, of public speaking is a great one. Like it's one of the most feared things on the planet mm. to do, mm. but yet you get the person to be talking about the thing they're passionate about. They will talk for days on end, mm. and which is, you know, and that's, that's it's so important to be tapping into that. And that's why passion and purpose is so prevalent and, and so vital to to constantly searching for and looking for and aligning with. But um, but once you sort of lean into that struggle phase and you sort of flood that system and you break through that little bit and you sort of release and you go. Well, screw it. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And you kind of let that release happen. Mm. Um, then all of a sudden you start to, to go into more of that transient hyperfrontality space, I guess, where this sort of inner critic starts to go offline. Mm. And now you can sort of start, you forget your sense of self. Like it's, you're no longer judging yourself anymore. You're just starting to go in. And then, mm. and then we start releasing more chemicals, which actually induce the flow state. And then once you're in there, like you're, you dialed in so so it makes sense i suppose especially with the release being the tears <laughs> i may as well just go all in and they just start yeah and you probably notice it like if you listen to the stories that 
you guys here and, and part of your course is you, you know we get to record our story and present it and or tell it to the group and and stuff and if you notice that the, the pattern that happens is that everyone at the start is kind of like uh, and yeah. almost like reading from the paper mm. a little bit yeah. and all of a sudden this thing happens where it starts to just roll off the tongue there's no mm. more stuttering there's no more anything and just the, the pattern recognition the connection of the story mm. you know get someone to tell their story the first minute or so will be a struggle mm. and then it'll be this thing this thing will happen where it just sort of goes yeah, and, that's so true. and it's so um but it's impactful you know mm. and um and that 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 to me was something that you know has kept showing up from what i learned from you guys and in my research and study and then just being hyper aware now of what are the stories in business mm. and how are they making me feel when i see a commercial or an advert or mm. a, a post or something that's powerful huh? and um and i think i'm still trying to figure out how i connect that a little bit mm. for myself but um because you you did the, the you huge. did the business idea challenge as well didn't you yeah yeah so that's the that's the big heavy hitter for us because what we're tr what we're doing there is we're bringing people through that program and we're aligning their we're, we're finding their purpose we're finding their why as uh, Simon Sinek would say, if you if you follow Simon Sinek, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, and me too. Um, absolutely, you are too. Yeah, yeah, and it's because it's all about that. So many people go through their life like not living true to their purpose, and man, it's it's the biggest mistake because they might be pressured by their parents or what society thinks that they need to do, and then when when they use language around that, I should be doing this or I need to do this, they're not loving, they're not wanting. So that's what we do in the business idea challenge where we're connecting people with their purpose and we're coming up with a business idea that they absolutely love. And you can see the people that embrace this and don't resist it and actually become a little bit selfish about what they want in life, which is true. You need to be selfish in life to act to your fullest ability because when you serve yourself in the true way, you're more likely to drop into flow state. You're more likely to have higher experiences where you're acting out to your true purpose and We've seen it so many times, like nearly 350 odd people in the last six months that have come through that particular program. Yeah. And the ones who are authentic and true to themselves, it is like a slingshot. They're just, they're gone. As soon as they get the permission to express themselves, to be themselves, they just drop into that flow state. Everything connects. They mm. serve on a higher purpose, serve on a higher level. And when you can do that, particularly in business, when you get energy from serving, mm. yeah, you're unstoppable, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. I suppose the other form of stories we can probably touch on is a lot. Whenever you say stories to anyone that's a millennial or younger, they instantly think of Instagram stories, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have to that's explain a lot. No, no, we don't true. mean Instagram Back stories. Back around the old but... camp, campfire days, <laughs> we had the toasted marshmallows. But on, but on that point of Instagram stories, like I remember, people always say to to me and you know other people who are always on Instagram stories, how do you feel so confident being on Instagram stories? And I suppose something to touch on in terms of, of that with, you know, business and flow is like I know with me, if I haven't been on my stories for a while, I feel really nervous and I feel that struggle where mm. I'm like awkward and what I'm saying, I kind of say it and I'm like, that didn't come out right. I've got to re-record <laughs> that. But after you've been doing it for a while, it's like Instagram cuts me off before I'm ready to finish. Because yeah. okay. Too much flow. <laughs> too much flow. I'm going to cut here. you off now. <laughs> so we actually um, talk a lot to our students about using that tool to be able to um, tap into that inner dialogue dialogue to get over that those confidence that inner critic and whatnot and because it's not live like you don't have to post it but you can get yeah. more comfortable live live is where it's at yeah you know you know, you know yeah. you're like having fun when you, you you're glad to go live and not even worry about it yeah. that's really when you're acting through your higher purpose like mm. if you can get to a point in your life where you can set up a, a camera inside your home and broadcast it 24 7 and not care about people what people think I'll tell I you, don't think I would I'd ever you're, get to that I'd point I'd say you're a bit pretty. Do you, do you want to get to that point? Yeah, let's do it. Let's try it out. I mean, I, mean, I, I showed up here to record this with you guys and you were like naked. And, um, Express so. yourself. But you've got nothing to hide. You're authentic. You're being your true self. And that's yeah. that's what it's all about. You know? yeah. I guess, and, and so so let's talk about from that, then I guess that would easily lead us into talking about vulnerability mm. in business mm. and and putting yourself out there because the way we promote business today, the way we um, 
reach customers, have an impact on customers and or clients is it is through like these brief moments. I mean, let's mm. talk, we can talk about our attention spans, how it's decimated mm. and, and how small it is now. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of grabbing people's attention to get that sort of, you know, release of oxytocin to get them engaged with what you're sharing and, and saying, mm. you know, what, what would you recommend doing like length of stories, like, you know, time-wise, like how do you, I've, how do you get people's attention? I've actually found with my, uh, me showing up on, on my Instagram, my personal one, and with, you know, whenever we show up on the JSTAR one, you've almost got to speak to them in that split second. If you don't call them out and say, them specifically, like for example, our, our perfect customers around that 24, 25 year old age bracket because they're going yeah. through that. Which is why change I change and that change. did the program. Yeah, course. that's yeah, right. of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was that was only that was only last year for you though. Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're twenty, you're twenty seven, maybe yeah. maybe not now. No, just <laughs> no. That's just like the majority because they're going through this problem where they're trying to change the direction in their life like anybody going through that specific problem program is really perfect for because it helps you find that that direction yeah. but we found that we have to actually call them out and speak directly to them straight away otherwise they just think they keep scrolling they think we're not talking to them or it's not relevant to them or it has to be something extremely funny so Aaron features with these dad jokes all the dad jokes <laughs> they they yeah. come for the business they stay for the dad jokes <laughs> but it definitely was one of the highlights of oh, yeah. uh, my experience in the with the program for sure vulnerability is the key to mm. connecting people and when it, when people understand that you're being true um and you're prepared and you're brave to enough to open up that's really when like the magic happens mm. because like if you put yourself on a pedestal that's higher than people what what happens when you're at ground level and you jump up onto a pedestal what do you create you create distance right mm. and when there's distance between people that's not connecting so being down on the same ground in the same trenches as people fighting the same cause winning the same battles loving the same things mm. like that and showing the vulnerability behind that that's when the magic happens yeah yeah i love that that's really cool mm. um and that's you know it's, it's, it's one of those things that's really being prevalent and um and when i feel like you know when when you get to that flow state as well like vulnerability organically happens because you actually you, you, your inner critic goes offline and you mm. can't, you're, not, you're no longer judging yourself. Yeah, you you're don't just, judge. You're just being, you're mm. doing like one decision leads to the next, that leads to the next, and the, this flow on effect that just mm. organically s seems to happen. All, all, um, the, all of the voices quieten about what society thinks you should do or your parents think you should do or your friends think you should be doing and you just respond to what's true to yourself. I think you get back to being yeah. rather than doing. Mm. And I think that's, you know, and that's probably it. A deeper conversation that mm. um, th that needs to be had more often around how who are you being today. You know, mm. it's there's lots of things we can do, but there's that moment for doing and there's a moment for being and, mm. and, and having that those moments almost segregate a little bit so you can enjoy the being part of it as well, which mm. I think leads back to that struggle, like being in the moment of struggle mm. and enjoying that because. In that struggle to get to the other side is only when you taste that victory, mm. which is only when you get that reward. Mm. So, you know, I've, um, I did that with my sporting career and with uh, with my music and things like just going, uh, can I do this? Can I do this? And doing it anyway. Mm. But quite often we get caught up in chasing that next big goal, the next big goal that we actually forget to enjoy being mm. and going, geez, like if I look back three months ago where I was, like, look where I am now mm. and, and enjoying that, rewarding that. and Because we never really arrived, do we? We never truly arrived. So I think the destination. It's exists. always about the journey then, isn't it? And mm. just that reflection on what's happening and to be present with enjoying what's happening. It's um, the power of now, you know, that book mm. by Eckhart Tolle, it's so powerful. Just brings you that, to that point of presence and so you can center yourself and then truly enjoy what you're experiencing right now because – the thing is that the way that it's built all the way, when I say it, I mean the society's construct and the, the big machine that it is, it's it's designed to put things and wave, you know, carrots in front of you and sticks behind you to be able to keep you moving in one direction, sometimes for the wrong reasons. Mm. You know, when you're comparing yourself to other people and you're jumping on Instagram and you're scrolling and it's a, you know, you want to you keep up with these people and 
just centering yourself and tapping back into what's real for you is, is so powerful. Mm. Yeah. And on the, the point of Instagram and scrolling, like we found a lot of people in business will actually hold back on being successful or hold oh, back so on much. launching because they have this inner vulnerability of them showing up in front of the camera. Like you can't, yeah. how, how are you going to create a connection with your customers so that they know that there's a living being that's running the business and it's not some computer program you, know? oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's you actually, need to get in front of the camera and meet your people you, you do yeah. you need to like it's um sometimes i come across as a bit of a father figure in the program because, <laughs> um and uh, i say to them i say look i say if you're scared to jump on camera i said you're being selfish mm -hmm. aren't you yeah. and they're like what what do you mean i'm being selfish i'm like you've got a moral obligation to serve your audience with yeah. the, the talent and the gift that you've been given in business why would you want to hide behind this camera and be scared of it yeah. when you want you want to connect with these people and serve them with what you do? And then all of a sudden they go, yeah, yeah, yeah let's let's do this. Yeah. We call him the, the little Tony Robbins yeah. of the group. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the short tan Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> it's challenging for everyone, no matter what sort of level of, of success you've had in the past, and it's important to try and draw on the victories you've had in the past to build that confidence. But when you start from scratch, like restarting Inspire Big Performance mm -hmm. and shifting from being a national squash coach and, and an athlete and all that mm -hmm. through that career, taking all of that out of the mix going, well, who am I without my world ranking, mm -hmm. you know, and the, and the accolades and the titles that would be attached to my name and going, well, what lights me up and, and going for that and then, building that confidence, drawing on it, going, well, you've, you've been through this struggle before. You've been through this mm. vulnerability and you've put yourself out there. You've set big goals and all this sort of stuff. So going back through that again is is equally as challenging as what it was the first time. So because yeah. now it's in a bit of a different field and industry and uh, makeup, but yet drawing on all that experience that I did have from that mm. um, kind of fast tracks that a little bit, but still getting in front of a camera for me <laughs> is – freaking uncomfortable like it's yeah. you know and I started doing some videos and I stopped and and I haven't gone back to doing them um which I you know I keep saying I've got to do some more videos but um but it is challenging and going stopping starting so but constantly pushing yourself to step out of that comfort zone a little bit mm. is where the magic happens this is where you get mm. to the other side and but flipping that switch on the perspective of it going well, this is not for you like, mm. you're not doing this for you yeah you know, if your true purpose is to help impact 100,000 lives and help them get lit up mm. and find their purpose mm. by you holding back and playing small and playing safe is a way of, it, it is kind of selfish in a way if mm. you flip it that way. And it kind of can kick people into gear a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've gone deep onto that topic as well and thought about that. And I thought because Jade and I did the, the, the whole why process that we actually coached through the business idea challenge on myself over a weekend and, I was trading some stocks online and things like that at the time and a bit of crypto and stuff like that and um, doing quite well from it. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I can just sit in front of the computer here and do this. Mm. And I thought to myself, I just feel so isolated. And in another one of the businesses that I had as well with e-commerce where that was quite successful and I was, just, I was you know, selling products from, from point A to point B, it just didn't light me up. What lights me up is people, right, and, and serving and I've thought about that and it's different for everyone. There's a lot of people out there that'll, you know, that'll be happy to be day traders and stuff like that and sit in front of the computer watching the green and red bars all day. But it comes down to the individual. I think that acting out and being true is the number one thing to be able to help you drop into that flow state immediately and quickly. And I think when you serve yourself, you serve everybody else because obviously there's something else that's connected to that output that you're doing. Uh, whether it's big or small, that's going to help other people as a byproduct as well. Whether you're providing for other people, a family, friends, social circle, whatever it is, whether you're a presenter, a speaker, whether you're a podcast or a blogger, you've got an email list or a social media following or whatever it is, or even if you just go to work and talk to people about the thing that lights you up and you pass that message on, somewhere down the track, someone's going to be benefiting from it. And, and that's the benefit of being in flow and living true. Yeah. And on that point about it comes down to the individual, like, for example, Aaron, extrovert, 
no problems with getting in front of the camera, jumping on stage. We'll speak for days. That's not something that's a struggle for him. Yeah. He has struggles in other areas of business which might relate to numbers or <laughs> or other things yeah. that he doesn't enjoy doing because it challenges him. Yeah. Whereas for me, like getting in front of the camera is a big struggle for me because I've got my own inner dialogue and own inner critic that plays out. But yet I'll sit behind a spreadsheet and numbers and work out, you know, business and stuff. Crush and it all day, yeah. Just crush it. I can jump into flow quite easily. Yeah. So I think it's important to not compare yourself to other people in terms of what your struggles are in business and what is easy for you to drop into flow and what's not. Like it, it yeah. just, it, I think it's finding what are the things that you don't necessarily enjoy that you struggle with and then maybe reaching out to you and saying, how do I tap into flow to yeah. be able to leverage, you know? Yeah. And I, it's definitely a lot to be said, like, you know, you've like knowing your strengths and working within your strengths is, 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 is vital. I think you've got to know what they are and you've got to know where your weak points are as well. Mm. And I think quite often people are thinking, I've got to, I've got to improve on my weaknesses, I've got to improve on my weaknesses, which I do believe there's an element of truth to that. And I think you do need to work on your weaknesses, but your strengths are your strengths. They're already there. Mm. So what, why not turn your strengths into your superpowers? Mm. And, and um, the book Atomic Habits, and mm. James Clay, yeah. uh, across that book, <laughs> um, towards the end of the book, he talks He's about if you, play the, if you get the game on your terms, mm. if you get the ball on your terms, then you can't, you can't fail. Mm. Meaning, if you play to your strengths, mm. then you'll always be strong. Mm. You'll always present strong. So, you know, same thing for me. I'm, I think we're very similar. In fact, you know, I can get up on stage and I'll, I can talk. And I'm, again, if it's something I'm passionate about, yeah. I can go for days and and then, but numbers and stuff like that, not my forte. Not much like, <laughs> Um But knowing that, so then determining, especially at, at running a business, you got to go, okay, is my time struggling through this yeah. and not enjoying it? Like, I, I, outsource it. You know, can I just outsource yeah. it and then go, you know, surfing for an hour and get flow yeah. that way. Yeah. And I thought, or, you know, do a, a presentation or do something that, you know, so knowing your strengths, where you're going to um, excel. Yeah. And then knowing where you're going to struggle. So, yeah. oh man, so finding true. Finding that thing where, yeah. you know, like imagine the balance, you know, like it, you got to find that feel. Imagine like, um, like back in the day when I was surfing so much, when I was like a little grommet, you know, 14 years old and just surfing, 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 then, all of a sudden, it's grade 12, you know, you're 16 turning 17 and then you've got a, you're finishing grade 12 and then you're, you're starting the new job, right? You love surfing so much and but you are obligated to make money. You're obligated to go to this, you know, go to work in this job that you particularly probably don't like. Um, I know that happened to me and I know that's probably 90% of the, 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 the guys and girls that are out there where they've got something that they absolutely love but they chose a vocation that had to either put food on the table whatever it was, you know, to make ends meet, which is fair enough. You think about all of the, the people that followed their, their purpose and their passion that lent in on it, even if it was just to the degree of maybe even a, a fraction of a percent or even maybe 5% or 10% and looked at it and went, I love this thing. What about if I leaned in on it a little bit harder, let's say it was surfing or uh, whatever it was that you did, and I went and enrolled myself in a competition for the weekend and then pursued it a little bit more and then maybe hired a PT to be able to, or, or a surfing coach to be able to help me get to the next level. And in a couple of years' time, you're on the amateur circuit. And then maybe five years' time, you're, you know, you're, you're coming up through the ranks for the, for the top 44. Mm. Like these are the things that are possible for anybody. Mm. And because two arms and two legs, which can bend, squat, move, et cetera, do things, like I've only ever seen Kelly Slater. Have you ever seen Kelly Slater do that thing where he leans backwards and he can do like a, a U-turn in his back? He's got like a double-jointed back. No. Like I consider him a bit of a, like I don't want to use the word freak, but I'll use it. He's an absolute freak. Like he's yeah. the best surfer on the planet. He's the Michael Jordan of surfing and he's just incredible. However, I would think that a lot of the, the, the guys and the girls that are coming up that have got able bodies that are enjoying a particular thing, whether it's a sport, a sport or a hobby, they're able to get to the ultimate elite level if they make the decision in their mind and if they just honour themselves and, and do what they want to do in life. And I know that I've said this a few times during this podcast, but I believe that it's truly the number one way that you can get into flow is to do these things and stop doing, stop doing what society tells you to do and do what you love. 
yeah. and lean in on what you love. So if you want to be a pro surfer, be a pro surfer. If you want to be a musician, be a musician. Like I saw a video of you um, where you said, I went and saw this band on stage. I looked at the singer that had his acoustic guitar out and was singing his heart out, and I was in awe. I dropped into a flow. This is your words. I dropped into a flow state immediately and said to myself, I need to do this. Yeah. And then the intro to the, your your flow cast, I got to hear you singing and you lived out that purpose because you followed it through. Yeah. And I just I feel for so many people that are out there that don't, get to live this and then they turn 70 they turn 80 they don't have able bodies anymore and it's too late to do these things you know mm. and this is the mistake you've got to jump in and, and act and 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 grab it do you remember that time we went for a walk on the beach so i really started to realize my full potential probably halfway through university because i just didn't know I could do all these things that, you know, I previously told myself I couldn't do, but I set myself a challenge, started yeah. doing them, doing them, doing them. I was like, oh, wow, maybe I can do a lot more than what I thought I could. And so then I, I remember Aaron and I were walking along Burley Beach one night and I looked at Aaron and I said, well, I don't have en enough years left in this life. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, I seriously, I don't have enough years left in this life. He said, to do what? You're like 27. <laughs> and I was like... I want to become a DJ. I want to make music. I want to do law in the music she will industry. Be a DJ I wanted to, point, to do my yeah, business coaching with Chase. I was like, I just, I want to do all of these things. And I'm playing out in my mind at what ages, if I do, do this, 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 and they're like, I'm going to run out of time. And Aaron just laughed. He goes, <laughs> You don't have to do them all. <laughs> so don't let yourself run out of time. <laughs> don't let yourself exactly, run out of time. Yeah. Do it while you can. Well, it's just for acting now. But, but honestly, then, you know, one of the questions I really want to ask you, like, because for me, there's been a couple of defining moments and you just touched on one of my most defining moments is where I had that moment where I was in such awe and it changed the direction of my life. You know, I was um, I was on the squash tour. I, I just got to uh, like a number 11 in the world and I was mm. I injured my back quite severely. So I had about eight months off the court and mm. my first three months of rehab, I couldn't really do anything. So mm. I went and spent time going out and seeing bands that I, you know, in indie bands, small bands that mm. I couldn't really see while I was traveling around you know, on the squash tour that much. I just didn't spend time doing it. And I went to see Paul Dempsey play at this, you know, lead singer of something for Kate, playing a small, mm. I think it was Prince of Wales in Melbourne, mm. acoustic solo show. And I was mesmerized, blown away. Mm. The next day I woke up straight to the guitar store, bought an acoustic guitar. I'm like, I've got to do what he's doing. Boom. Yeah. And and started writing songs. And then I ended up, you know, I had a, you know, a, a band in Toronto and I got to open for Mark Seymour. You know, so it, it led to, it changed the whole direction of my life, the, the mm. things. And, but it was so, there's so much flow in that. And it's crazy. But, but then the same thing happened for me with squash when I was 13, watching squash, seeing it on TV. And even though I was around the sport somewhat, it just, snapped there's this thing that snapped and i had to go do it i had to go do it and i've always said to people before i understood what flow state meant and the impact that it has on every part of our life was that i just i just have to the thing i think about most when i wake up is i've just got to i have to do that i can't do something i'm not that i wake up not thinking about like it just doesn't i can't that doesn't process for me i don't mm. it's not in my ability i just don't have that thing it's like this is what I like doing. I'm going to go do that stuff. Lots of people don't, man. You know, so so what what are the people moments for you guys like that? What was the the game changer moment? That I mean, that was obviously something for you. I haven't actually lived into that potential at all. Like I can play music by ear, taught myself how to play the guitar. I can listen to songs on the piano and figure it out. I actually use music to get into flow a lot. Absolutely, so, yeah. um, when I'm studying and I'm doing a really hard exam, I'll put on this classical music that I love and it's just I can hear the melodies and almost see the notes and I can just sit down on the piano and just start playing it. Like if I, and I haven't even yeah. tapped into that side yet. So I... Yeah, mine, mine was really recently, so I'm about the same age as you, and I've been working. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, you yeah. know, like early twenties. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I've worked my whole life through jobs that I've been very fortunate to have, and and uh, and met some wonderful people, and had some wonderful experiences, and earned great incomes. The thing with it is, is that I know for a fact that they weren't true to my purpose because there was times, and the longer that you're in it, you obviously get complacent and things like mm -hmm. that that you actually hate the job. And that's a word that I don't really 
like to use very often. But there's, I felt that in those in those jobs, in those, in that career, and those sorts of things. And so many people that are out there that are listening to this right now can relate with me because they're like, I I actually use that word hate. I hate my job, mm. and it's the only way that you can describe it. So for me, when Jade and I did the the the, the big deep dive purpose exercise on myself, which is what we do in the business idea challenge for our students. That was the epiphany. That was the moment when I got to see that a lot of my past experiences, particularly coming up through childhood and one in particular, one thing that my dad said to me, which made all the difference later in my life for them to me that for them, for then for me to be able to go on and become a business coach and coach other people to be able to help them get what they want in life that's when I started lighting up. That's when I tapped into the source of, source of energy that would give me unlimited power. Yeah, I can work all day in my business now. I can work all night in my business now. I can have energy for days. I can work seven days a week if I want to and enjoy it. It feels like a hobby to me, serving people and particularly startups because there's just something about the underdog that I love fighting for. Mm. And you can probably tell because I got a little bit an- animated about probably five minutes ago, yeah. ago when when you, you got to experience what I was like when I was talking about people not living true to their purpose. I feel as though it's my moral obligation to help them and guide them. And as soon as I tapped into that and gave myself permission to express it mm. in the world, everything changed for me. I started getting up early. I started arriving early. I started doing things. I was in a corporate job previously where I would consistently turn up late and it was becoming a thing. And I was like, why can't I get myself to work on time? (laughs) Because I just didn't want to be there. Now I'm there early. I'm, I'm, wow, if I've got client meetings or if I'm coaching a group, I'm on there early and I'm doing stuff beforehand and it's just a better way to, better way to do it. Yeah. 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 I definitely feel the same thing with um with our business Jade Start. Like that's yeah, I have untapped energy when like an un- un- unabundant amount of energy when it comes to yeah. coaching there. But there is so many things I still want to tap into. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so let's pivot a little bit here and talk about time management because mm. I know it's one of the the key things um, that's part of the course. And considering the amount of stuff that you both have going on, mm. like. How important is time management skills to have, and you know how do you organize your time to make sure you've got enough time to to, to do the coaching, to do, you know mm. work? And you're going, you're, you're about to kick off an MBA next week. Yeah, and like you, you're, you guys have got crap loads going on. So how do you block it out? Because you know what we what we know is that to achieve flow in in work and in, in your business, you want to block time off, mm. you know, no distractions, phone off, you know, one tab open on your computer, one thing, one focus, put some headphones on, shut the world out mm. and just go bang at it for that 90 minutes, 120 minutes, but dialing in your focus on it. Mm. You know, how do you guys break up your time to make sure that you're getting across everything and you're efficient and effective and also recovering? Jade's the expert on time management. I've never met anybody as as good as her, and I, I don't say say that lightly because I've worked with a lot of elite people that are that are great at their craft. But you you are exceptional with time management. We will sit down there, and I've, we've got to do list of, of twenty nine items on each thing for the day, and it'll be eleven thirty, and I will have smashed through four of them, and I'll lean over and go, "How's your list going?" And she's nailed almost all of them onto the next list, and. Jade actually wrote an ebook on time management as well too. So over to you, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm I'm not immune to the struggles that everyone else suffers too. Like I think having phones, distractions, all of that kind of stuff, definitely I've suffered from, you know, not being able to drop into flow because I'm constantly being distracted by notifications coming up and all of that kind of yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, it's definitely about like we don't, watch Netflix or TV like it's about looking at for for me I look at my day and I say what are the non-negotiables that I need to get done like I have to work my my nine to five so to speak like I've got to do my job at PwC that's non-negotiable I can't fudge that I can't fake that so I have to be present to do that work so then what are my other non-negotiables? Well, I've got my clients. I've got, you know, to try and eat clean and healthy if I can, you know, go to the gym. And so once you fill up your day with your non-negotiables, you know, it might be that you do a yoga in the morning or you might go for a walk, you know, to whatever it is, you then go, well, I don't have much time left. Yeah. <laughs> and so that then kicks your butt into gear to make sure you actually use that time because I can't catch up. 
if that That's if right, they, yeah. those timelines start to bleed, there's no catching up on that time in any other part of the day. So it for, it almost forces you to focus on what you need to focus on because you, you, I think when you, you've got time, you, you can procrastinate. When you don't have time, you don't procrastinate. Yeah. So the very first thing I do is I look at how is my time being spent? What are my non-negotiables? And that yeah. then forces the time limits in place. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's about it's about being conscious of where your time's going as well mm-hmm. too. And that's the big thing that uh, that majority of people, including myself, um, are not aware of. Uh, mm. Until recently, I, I did a, a time journal to see where my time was going. Right. So, like, you think about things that are unmapped or unknown. Mm. It's kind of like like sailing into a territory that you don't even know what's around the horizon. Mm. So, like, you think about, like, going back to, to the, like, the, the, like the early, our early ancestors. So, let's say we, we went back 3,000 years ago. Let's say it's, we're Cleopatra and we're walking down the street and um, – there's, a, there's an autopsy on a body, one of the kings has died, and they, they shop everything open, they see the heart, and they think that the heart is the centre of thinking for, 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 the, for the human body. They think that is where the intelligence centre lives, in the heart. They, they think that the brain is a cooling mechanism when you start sweating to cool the actual thinking mechanism, which is the heart. Yep. So that was only 3,000 years ago. And you know, get this, the study of neuroscience, which is the actual defined study of the brain, only occurred in human evolution 75 years ago that means we only started studying it back then just 75 years ago so the majority of the world is actually out there completely unconscious about where their time's going and what it's being used for so my biggest tip is just to do a journal on where your time's going for the week and figure out like what you're spending your time on so you can make conscious efforts because until you make your unconscious conscious Things are going to start. Things are going to happen to you by default. It's just going to be a default. And you're going to call it fate. You're going to say, "Oh, it's fate. It was meant to be. Oh, I was meant to miss out on that opportunity because oh, I was not there on time because mm. these opportunities didn't happen because." And you're going to call it fate. That's mm. that's not right. Mm. You choose. Become conscious of what's happening. Write down how many how many hours you scroll, mm. or flick across on your settings and see what your screen time is on Instagram, and then delete the app for a week. Mm. I'm yeah. extremely conscious of exactly every minute that my time is being spent. And I yeah. think the other thing is too, so I won't waste my time doing something that is going to cut out of something else. So, for example, going to the shops, buying all the veggies, coming home and cooking meals, that's hours out of my day. I don't have that time. So yeah. I start buying new foods or um, we'll pay a cleaner to come in. We'll pay a guy to come in and mow the lawns. Like my money's better spent buying myself that time back so I can spend it doing my study, doing my research, working, yeah, you know, doing, make, high priority doing my high priority things. things. And, tasks and, and, and things like that, like you think about going to the grocery store, mm. preparing meals and all that sort of stuff, the amount of time that does take. But also that's cognitive load. So, mm. it's, you know, a lot of you know, getting to flow is like lowering your cognitive load. Like mm. This decision-making, you know, yes. like lowering your decision making that's why having a task list is so powerful laid out yeah. for the next day yeah. so you just wake up boom straight to the first thing bang 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 keep your high priority stuff and yeah. try and just go with that and i you, get decision fatigue all yeah. the De- time deci- decision fatigue is <laughs> yeah. a real thing and yeah. the, the high performance particularly what we've seen as well too coming through our, our, our startup programs is that the people who've got pretty cool clear lives are the ones who are able to take on complexity mm-hmm. but the people who are complex in their minds because everything lives in here like your entire universe lives inside like your consciousness mm-hmm. and what you bring into it and, and what you define to be a problem what you call it so if you're concerned about what your friend posted on instagram and the particular emoji because you think they might be insinuating something that was said on the weekend and you're conserving your energy thinking about that thing you ain't ever going to be able to focus on what you need to do to get your hopes and dreams in life. Mm. So being able to clear mm. out to be able to like shut off all that sort of that sort of talk, mm. reduce the decision fatigue, like Jade said, like you foods, like get yourself I a cleaner. Wear the same clothes throughout the week because I don't yeah. want to choose what outfit I have to yes. wear. Yes, <laughs> the old Steve Jobs. Uh, I do. I strategy, need to right? do that. <laughs> I, like this, Elon Musk, I think, does the same thing. Five, yeah. five t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, actually, six. I think I'm getting six T-shirts for $120. They're, they're they're kind of they're good quality cotton ones. They're they're all the same cut, all the same brand. They're just in different colors, and that's what yeah. I wear. Mm. You know, like so I just go to the cupboard, pick out whatever I'm getting, and then it's on for the day, and I don't have to think about and your it. Your favorite man, that, that lumberjack shirt you have. Oh, that's I, that. I wear that red flannel everywhere. Yeah, that's, <laughs> your, that's your that's trademark. You wait till I grow a little bit of three day growth like you've got on, mate, and look out. <laughs> three days, man. Yeah. Four or five. <laughs> but but no, like it, it's 
it's it's it's a thing and and you know it's it's part of preparing yourself to to access flow like the, mm. the more stuff going on living in your head mm. yeah you know you've got to get it out of there you've got to yeah. you've got to streamline high yeah. performance is 